0: the Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like they say, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. Pat we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Story 29 here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm actually on time this time. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. We're going to do a bunch of these over the next week leading up to the trade deadline for the Miami Heat and the rest of the NBA. Huge move, Move obviously, made over the weekend. Kyrie Irving, as we told you, was not coming to Miami. He ended up in Dallas for a package, including Spencer Dinwiddie and also Dorian Finney-Smith and a couple of picks. We'll talk about that more here on the show. Our producer today is Manny Chang. This may find itself on the Five Reasons, or excuse me, the Five on the Floor podcast feeds as well. So if you don't get Five on the Floor there... Uh, You should. You should sign up for either Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other podcast apps. We're on all of them. And as you know, uh, obviously the episodes make their way from there to here as well. All right. We are sponsored here today by our friends at All Pro Construction Builders. We're going to tell you a little bit about them here in a second. Reach out to our friend Danny. Uh, He's going to help you out. We know in South Florida you need those impact windows and doors, right? The hurricane season is always around the corner. Protect your home and business with impact-rated windows and doors. They will make sure to reach out to all pro-construction builders. They specialize in the impact windows and the door installations for residential and commercial properties. So if you run a business, they can help you out with that as well. They're state certified licensed and insured general contractor, and they serve as Dade, Monroe, and Broward County. Also, Danny's a huge Heat fan. I apologize for not getting back to yesterday about the Kyrie Irving stuff. But if you're watching, we can talk about it right here. Reach out to Danny at 305. 305- 484-4429, that's 305-484-4429, or you can find them until the website's up, which is going to be soon, you can find them at All Pro Construction Builders on Instagram, and if you mention five reasons, you get a 10% discount, so again, it's All Pro Construction Builders, 100% financing you can get with no upfront costs or down payment, reach out to them, 305 484 44 29. All right. We put up a new episode last night. So that was the entire crew of five on the floor. Me, Brady, Alex, and Greg. And we'll have uh, the three of us, at least uh, other than Greg, will be at the game on Wednesday night. And look, we got into some of this two-third quarter. It's not two-third quarter. Two-thirds segment of the season. Okay, so they've now played 54 out of 82 games. So they have played exactly two-thirds of the season. And at this point, this roster... They are who they are. I mean, you can't say anymore, well, wait till the 20-game mark. Wait till the 30-game mark. Wait till the All-Star break. You can't do the wait till the All-Star break thing anymore because the All-Star break used to be somewhere close to halfway through the season. Season starts earlier now. It's not halfway through the season. We're way past halfway through the season. You're going to be almost three-quarters of the way through the season by the time the All-Star break comes up. That is too late to make assessments on a team. 54 games into the season, 29 and 25, four games over 500. Six or seven seed in the East, depending on the day. So you're either right out of the play-in or in the play-in. You've had your roster healthy now, or at least reasonably healthy in recent times. I don't want to hear about Yurt or any of this stuff at this stage. If Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, and Kyle, who you're spending a lot of money on, and Vic have been mostly in the lineup lately. You can't say anymore, well, just wait till we get healthy and see what it looks like. We know what it looks like. Their net rating is minus .1, basically flat. They're average. That's what they are. And we can talk about, okay, you know, they've had so many injuries. Well, the reason that Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, all championship contenders before the season are all hovering around the same kind of record, same kind of net rating is because they've had some injuries too, so significant injuries. Devin Booker was out for a long period of time. Kawhi Leonard has taken a long time to acclimate back in and is not quite himself at this stage. Steph Curry missed a lot of time. Others on Golden State missed time. So you are what your record says you are, right? That's the only thing I'll ever quote from Bill Parcells because otherwise I was not particularly impressed by the man when he was down here with the Dolphins. But that's true. You are what your record says you are. And so you're 29 and 25, and you are basically a flatline and net rating. And so this is why this matters now. We appreciate all the comments. Because as an organization, you need to decide over the next four days, like, what it is you're trying to accomplish this season. I keep saying that. Like, Pat Riley seasons matter, typically. We did a whole episode about this. There's like four or five seasons in Riley's tenure that are forgettable. but that wasn't really forgettable. They were just awful. They won 15 games. But, I mean, there's a handful of these seasons, and that's it. Even Dwayne Wade's last season would have been forgettable if not for the last dance thing. There really wasn't a whole lot during that year that Dwayne didn't do for them, and we knew that team wasn't going anywhere, right? So... We, they've had some forgettable seasons, but this one is trending towards forgettable, kind of like two seasons ago. After they ran it back, and I know people are going to throw this back in our faces, but it, at this point it's playing out. After they, they ran it back after that year, and nobody even remembers that season. It was just kind of an extension of the bubble run. That's it. But this time they don't have that excuse Because there was not a compressed offseason. Like, all the excuses we made for them two seasons ago, those excuses don't exist anymore. And so the organization, in my view, needs to be honest with itself. And I think at this point, they probably are being, okay? But for a long period of time, I was kind of hearing the, well, wait till we get healthy thing. Well, you were past that. Honestly, if Kyle Lowry is healthy right now, that's a problem, okay? Because – Averaging seven, three, and three is not what you're paying $28 million a year for. And yes, the money matters. Even if you were able to pay him over the cap and all the rest is, the money matters because it keeps you from doing something else potentially when you're not just dealing with the cap, which we know can be manipulated somewhat, not like it can be in the NFL, but it can be manipulated, especially if someone as good as Andy handling it. But, uh, but the, the bigger issue there is not the cap, it's the tax. Because if we're always talking about them being pressed up against the tax and having to work some magic to stay $100,000 under, then yes, paying someone $28 million instead of $24 million makes a difference. And so we're at the point now where you can't ignore what's going on with the Kyle Lowry contract. You can't ignore the fact that this <coughs> excuse me—this team has been reasonably healthy of late and is still performing up and down. That should not have been a one-in-three trip. It should have been a three-in-one trip. Milwaukee being the loss. You cannot lose to Charlotte at the beginning of that trip and be taken seriously. You can't lose that game to the Knicks. I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, no Brunson. Look at the difference Brunson made when he came back against the Clippers right after that. You were playing a team without its engine, and you lost. And you probably win if Jimmy shows up in that game the way he showed up in the Milwaukee game. You probably I'm not going to put it all on Jimmy because you probably should have won. You would have won the Charlotte game if Bam showed up the way he did the rest of the trip. This team is not good enough to overcome, you know, subpar performances from any of its few top players. And additionally, it's not good enough even to survive two minutes without Bam and Jimmy at the start of the fourth quarter. So the reason I'm starting with all this is to say this much as the trade deadline approaches. I know people want names and we're giving you names all over the place. They're talking to everybody. They're talking to Utah. They're talking to Toronto. They're talking to the Clippers. They're talking to Minnesota. They're talking to Houston. Okay. I don't know so much about the talks with Atlanta, but I know those teams have been in conversation with the Heat from talking to people around the league, etc., and others uh, around the organization. I, I They're talking. It's not like they're asleep at the switch here, um, but it, it's different to be talking and also to be acknowledging kind of which direction you want to go in. Is the object here simply cost-cutting? Is that it? Because if that's the, issue, the object, this is going to be a completely forgettable season. And this is just about dumping money, whether it's Duncan's long-term money or including men to make it work or whatever. I, a lot of people have tuned this team out this year, and they're not going to tune back in on that. But then there's the other thing. Okay, if they are who they are, And they're not really, (coughs) excuse me, contenders this year. Sorry, I'm turning 50 in six days. I guess this is, I'm not going to make it. If they're turning, if if they're not going to be contenders this year anyway, then the argument can be made, well, don't go all in on anything. Because it's not worth it. It's not worth giving up Jovic and his potential, which we've seen. Okay? It's not worth giving up the 2023 pick. And so I, I understand why you can be a little bit conflicted here and say, okay, is it worth going all the way in to give yourself the chance? Are you beating Milwaukee and Boston anyway? I don't take Philadelphia particularly seriously. I don't take the Nets seriously at this point until we see what Durant looks like with that group. They've got a supporting cast there, but and I know that some in the network and some in the final floor like what they have, like what they've done. I'm not quite sure that, that that's a legitimate contender. I, I don't I, – I again, until I see it with Philadelphia and Doc in the playoffs, I don't believe they're a legitimate contender. We just saw Cleveland. They're talented. They're young. They're raw. They feel like the kind of team that needs to go through a couple of disappointments before they, they really rise up. So you can convince yourself if you want. OK, and I had someone close to the organization, not affiliated with the organization, but say this, say we can handle anybody but Milwaukee and Boston in a first round series. OK, now you can convince yourself that if you're in the organization, if you convince yourself that, then what does that mean? Well, that means you go give yourself more ammunition to compete with Milwaukee and Boston, which means you maybe do give up the first-round pick, which maybe you do aim a little bit higher than, say, Kelly Olenek, who's actually a player whose fit I like with this team right now, and I know the players like it. We've talked about it, and it may come with a Vanderbilt or a Beasley or something else from Utah and maybe something else in a three-way trade. So I, I'm not against the KO signing or KO reacquisition. I actually like that for this team. Bam's comfortable with him. Jimmy's comfortable with him. He's shooting 40% from three this year. He would be by far the best three-point shooter on the team this season. And he's doing that on a team that was not supposed to be very good, and he wasn't supposed to get those kind of looks. So we know he's not a great rebounder. We know he's not a great defender, but he's a positional defender. He'll help, okay? But I'm saying if you're going to aim higher than that, which would require giving up Jovich, first-round pick, et cetera, you're doing that because you think that if you do that, you can make the season matter by giving Milwaukee and Boston a run for its money. Do you believe that as a Heat fan from what you've seen? This team is average. They're average. That that there's, we we can say shades of average. One scale of one to ten, they're a five point five. They're average. You net rating of zero. You're average. I mean, there's no. You can't get more average than that. So, I think the single biggest thing that they need to do as an organization this week, is be honest with themselves. Like, what are they? What are the reasons they're that? Okay, is it just because Kyle Lowry went off a cliff? Is it just because? York got hurt and so they had to play Deadman when really they were just viewing him as more of a contract. What are the reasons they're in this position? Is because Jimmy missed time? Well, Jimmy's been back. Okay? And you've gotten growth from Bam. That's really beyond your wildest dreams, honestly. And then Hero, I, I mean, I know it's been inconsistent, but you've gotten some growth there too. So, you know, the thing is that what they have to evaluate is... Why are they where they're at? Why are they average? And does making a move that is going to require giving up assets of significance, does that put them in a position to compete and make this season matter? You'll get a sense, I think. And Now, again, you can't make every trade you want to make, okay? The Heat fans think you just throw something out there and you have a trade. That's not how this thing works, okay? Again, they're talking to everybody. Sometimes, po- things, po- sometimes things pop up that were not anticipated. I talked on the podcast the other day. Dwayne Wade was not supposed to return to Miami. That was a conversation between Kobe Altman and Andy Ellsberg about the rosters, about other things, and Kobe basically said, you want Dwayne back? I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in the course of these conversations. You also don't know what players will become available because they're traded somewhere else that doesn't want them. Maybe there'll be buyouts. Maybe there'll be an additional trade. You don't know. Dorian Finney-Smith is a player that the Heat have targeted for a long time. He was just traded to Brooklyn. I'm assuming Brooklyn's keeping him, but what I'm saying is there are guys that are going to end up in places that we didn't anticipate or players are going to be traded. that are going to push another player out of a rotation. And so then maybe that player becomes available. So there are going to be options over the next few days. And it doesn't have to be done right up until three o'clock. Although we know that he tend to do that. I know that Greg you know, said that sometimes you make the trades before and they've done that also, but the Oladipo trade was literally made in the last few minutes. And that was the backup option. If you didn't get Lowry, we talked about it the whole time leading up to it. And ultimately, the trigger was pulled on that like right before the deadline, like minutes. So that could happen too. But what I'm saying is before, they may not be able to do everything they want to do and probably won't be able to do everything they want to do because there are counterparties to this. But before they decide what they want to do, they need to determine what kind of team they think they can be this season. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. To me, it's... If you're going to make a move that's going to give up Jovic, who I like and I know they like, and you're going to give up that future first round pick, you need to be sure that you can push Boston and Milwaukee in a playoff series with what you have. That, to me, is the bar. And that's also not accounting for the fact that Boston and Milwaukee could try to improve here, too. Those two teams, to me, are the bar. That, that is the Eastern Conference Finals to me, unless there's significant injuries. I, I don't see Philadelphia. I don't see Brooklyn. I don't see Cleveland uh, busting into that. I don't see the Knicks busting into that. So can you bust into that? Can you break up what looks like a Boston-Milwaukee Easter Conference Finals and give yourself the same chance you had last year where maybe Jimmy goes nuclear or Bam takes it that step? Because Bam's game now is much more suited for the playoffs than it was. His, his willingness to shoot that middie, like that's a, a huge difference. That shot is there in the playoffs. So if he's going to take it, we've seen teams, Kawhi Leonard has destroyed teams with that shot. I'm not saying Bam has that level of efficiency or would in the playoffs, but I'm saying I think he's going to be a monster in the playoffs this year. We know Jimmy can be a monster in the playoffs. Okay, so how do you want to supplement that? And is it worth supplementing that with what you have? All right, before we go here, I do want to mention we're going to take a few comments here. Manny's putting them up, and I'm going to try to get to them. Uh, we've had some technical stuff lately, which has caused me not to be able to get to the comments as quickly as I, I'd like to. Uh, I do want to mention prize picks, though. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E get traditional deposit match up to $100. Had a ton of sign-ups over the weekend. We are doing prize picks shows leading up to the Super Bowl every single day, Okay, mostly at 7 o'clock. So check those out. We did the quarterbacks over the weekend. We're going to do the running backs today. We're going to do the wide receivers Tight ends after that. We'll get into the defenses and kickers after that. So we're going to get you ready. So any possible pick that you want to make on prize picks for the Super Bowl, you can make it. They've got a they've got a prop up there with Mahomes for half a passing yard. You're going to want to play that. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E get that initial deposit uh, matched up to $100 uh, and, uh, and do that today. And, again, you can play NBA with it as well. So you want to play the Heat game on Wednesday with it, you can pair it. So go to prize picks, use the code 5, F I. Ve. this show is sponsored by better help what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. That's American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. All right, I'm not uh, Manny. If you're still there, we're going to try to put up some more comments here. Otherwise, I'm going to try to get to them on the screen. So I apologize if I have to look over everybody's shoulder here to do it because they're up on my screen. So we will get to as many as we can. Uh, let's get to some of this. Uh, a lot of conversation about OG here, uh, uh, Ananobi, and and here's here's what I know on this. Um, There have been discussions with Toronto. There's good relationships between those two front offices. Uh, But again, is Toronto punting on that entire thing? Are they punting on Siakam? Are they punting on OG? I saw the reports yesterday that they are shopping guys. I don't know if shopping means they're looking to move them, but they're not saying no to conversations was my understanding of it. And that seems to be what's out there as well. With OG Ananobi, look. He is a Heat player to the core. There's no question. Um, they loved him at the draft. They, he played for a coach in college who they're familiar with. He's obviously come fully back from his injuries in college. He can play undersized sort of four, I believe. Um, he's strong enough physically to do that in addition to playing the three. He's improved his offensive game dramatically. We know the kind of defender he is. He'd give you the ability to play five elite defenders on the floor um, or pretty close to elite defenders again. If it's not Kyle, as at the point guard position, and you're playing Gabe or, or Vic, and and he, I, I mean, to me, he he checks a lot of their boxes. Are you willing to part with all of those future first? Because if you do this again, remember the commitments that you've got financially. Two, and we had talked about Hero, and there's it's interesting. Uh, you know, the, the piece that Al- Albert put out about how they could trade Hero if if they wanted to, even with the poison pill. But you're talking at the very least the commitments to Bam and Jimmy that are significant going forward. So is OG that final piece? It's the same thing that I've been asking for a while about John Collins, who can, who can be had easier. And I was a big proponent of picking up John Collins, even though he's a much weaker defender than he should be, um, considering some of his athletic gifts. Could you turn him into a passable defender and somebody who can play in your system that way, in the way, honestly, that they did with Chris Bosh? Because when Chris came to Miami... He had tools, but he admitted to me many times he was a bad defender when he came from Toronto because he developed bad habits. Maybe John Collins would develop better habits there. He could be had let for less than OG. Uh, but again, are you committing? Is, is he gonna be part of your your core at the middle of your organization that's good enough to win a championship? So that that becomes one of the issues uh here as well. I'll read a couple more of this. Um this comes in from Justo. Uh, at what point does the Heat front office admit that the Duncan-Lowry-Denman contracts were a mistake? It always takes a couple of years to admit something's a mistake. Um, I think they admit something's a mistake based on playing time. I mean, I, I think they've acknowledged the Duncan-Robinson contract is a mistake. Like, And that was not one that Pat was huge on. I can say that. Because there are some things that Pat has gotten credit for that were really others, okay, and there's something that Pat has gotten blamed for that were really others. Uh, I, I know that Pat was not a huge proponent of giving Duncan that money. So, you know, I, th- th- but again, there's other things that, that Pat's gotten credit for, some of the stuff with the Big Three. You know, we you know we taught Dwayne in 2003 that, you know, really were circumstanced or sort of almost luck or anything along those lines or others contributing to it. In this case, I don't think... Duncan can be pinned on Pat. I mean, he's the ultimate decision maker, but I get it in terms of personnel. But I, I, it's, I don't think it's ever something he was comfortable with. Um, as far as as the other guys, Deadman, they they signed Deadman for this week, right? Like that's what they signed him for. It was similar to the Myers Leonard deal. I uh, just split differently. And if they are not able to move him this week to make a trade, then I think that you can absolutely declare that that was the wrong decision um, in retrospect, but they also didn't plan to play him as much as they did. So that's the other thing. They they came into camp thinking that Yurt was going to be their backup five. So, you know, he got pressed into duty and he regressed significantly. And, you know, if you look at him two years ago, or even, I mean, if you look at him in that one playoff game against Milwaukee, where where Jimmy was getting outscored by Brent Forbes, Dwayne Devon was the best player on the floor in one of those games. He, I mean, the regression has been significant. He's not playable at this point, so that's the stage that they're in with him. Uh, what about Christian Wood is coming up? Um, I, you know, I, I was a little surprised that you know Christian Wood wasn't included in that trade from Dallas uh, to Brooklyn, but obviously they wanted uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, by the way, he's had a slow start to this season, I now we're two thirds of the way through the season, so it's it's been a, sort of a down season for him. Uh, Christian Wood, they, they got to play with Luca, and they don't seem to like playing him with Luca. So I, I think there is a possibility to look at him. Remember, though, Christian Wood is not a good defender. He would give you a lot of the offensive things uh, that you want. All right, we'll get to two more comments here. Um, thanks to our producer, Manny Chang. If he's still there, he can put them up. If not, I'll try to get to them. Uh, this one comes in from uh, Duncan is 110% on SPO. I mean, I, I know that, that Eric wanted to keep Duncan, for sure. He wanted a play style that was built around Duncan. But I think you even saw Eric Spolscher move away from that this season. So I I do believe there was an acknowledgement. The Lowry contract, I don't know that they're ever going to admit that that was a mistake. That was done for a bunch of reasons. One reason was their superstar wanted it. And that's one of the reasons why when I say, when everybody says, well, they're failing Jimmy, I'm like, well, they got him in that free agency, the guy he wanted. They got his friend they overpaid they knew they were overpaying they gave him the third year in part because they thought they could trade it down the road but that's what it took to compete that year for his services they were not the only person who was involved only team dallas was involved in it new orleans was involved in it there were other teams that were interested in him and so if you wanted him if you wanted to appease your star get yourself a point guard who could establish office Look, we saw it the year before. They had trouble getting into offense. Okay. And so that was something Kyle was supposed to do. But the ball's not even in Kyle's hands anymore to do it. And now it's not, he's not on the floor at all in the fourth quarter. And honestly, the way he's played lately, he shouldn't be. People around him who've defended him to me for the past uh, couple of years, and I look, there's some pockets of time I've thought he's played well. But people around have said to me over the last week, he's been horrible. Like they flat out said it. He's got to get it right. I don't know if he can get it right. I don't know if he's done or he's just uncomfortable. These are the kinds of things that people who are supporters of his have been saying of late. So do I think that they thought it was going to get this bad? No, but there was a little bit of evidence of this, that last season in Tampa, when Toronto was relocated to Tampa, you know, he didn't play particularly well. And then he was shelved because they were basically tanking in the last third of the season And that was all attributed to, well, you know, you're playing in unfamiliar circumstances and you're not playing in Toronto. But, I mean, the reality is, you know, between that decline, which was natural, his kind of lack of comfort here, which is on the court, which has become apparent. The ball in his hands less. And then maybe the hamstring injury from last year, not completely healing. He just he's, I mean, he's been a below average player. There's no there's no way around it. And I'm not just talking about the 28 million. Like, if you look at the 30 point guards in the league that are starting he would be in the bottom tier at this stage for what he's done this season, and you can't have that for $28 million. Uh, this comes in from Leo. This would be the last one today. Ethan, getting rid of Duncan's comments, so I apologize for looking over his shoulder here, would be a win, um, then get rid of Lowry's during the summer. I, I feel like... If, you, if somebody somebody's to say what's the most likely scenario here, I think they're going to move Deadman by the deadline. I, high, high probability of that. I think there's a moderate probability of moving Duncan, and I think there's a low probability of moving Lowry. I think that the Lowry move is more likely again for the summer. And to close, and I mentioned our sponsors again, Price Picks, uh, use that code 5. BetterEdge, we're having competitions this week, okay? So check that out as well, betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN, that's the number 5RSN, and enter our competitions. And, uh, of course, all pro construction builders. Uh, so check that one out as well on Instagram. But, you know, as we close here, I, I feel like we're going to hear them involved in a lot of chatter. I do think they're going to get some kind of a modest upgrade at the four spot. Somebody in the Olinic range. Uh, I think that deadman is going to be moved. I think Kyle is more likely for the summer. That's just based on today. That information, things are going to change minute to minute. It's why we're doing so many episodes. Um, it's not because we're trying to be on every side of every issue. It's because things are going to change. You know, we didn't think Kyrie Irving was being traded to Dallas over the weekend. And that changes some landscape for them. Makes the Nets a little bit weaker, potentially. Maybe it makes the Heat think that they can have a, even a better chance to get a home court and win a first-round series. That could affect it. Dorian Finney-Smith, we see this. It's going to be one move is going to lead to another move. And look, some of these players, even the guys that maybe Heat fans are not excited about, like an there's going to be competition for their services. Boston is interested in Olenek too. He would be a really nice fit in their front court, actually, with familiarity with that organization. So they drafted him. So, you know, there's a lot that we'll talk about. Um, New episode coming up tonight, more transaction stuff. Uh, Greg will join. I believe Brady will be back uh, this this evening as well. Alex may join as well. Um, Check out winnow.app backslash off the floor. That's winnow.app backslash off the floor. Uh, It's free for a week, so you can try it this week and cancel if you want. We don't think you'll want to, but we offer you that opportunity, $3.05 a month after that. And, no, we're not going to apologize for charging for that, you know. But Brady's got to eat. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.